Squirrel. Yes, he is my lover. <laughs> Optimistic. Come here, Seth. Rub Charity's feet. Uh, okay. Be a good lover. Oh, uh, okay. Um, can I sleep in the bed tonight? No. No, you will sleep in the kennel until you've been a good boy. That's correct. I'm very quickly approaching that level of non-fuckery with with the men folk. All right, let's do this. Like the free folk, but worse. <laughs> Even more unpleasant. The men folk of Westermarch. The men folk. <laughs> okay, and three, two, one, we're back. <laughs> Welcome. Episode three, left on a real positive note Not in part two. Three. Shit, part. All right, we're doing it again. <laughs> three, two, one, and we're back. Welcome yeah. to Des Moines and Dragons, part three, episode 14. Nailed it this time. Nailed it. Left on kind of a bummer on part two. Yeah. So let's see uh, if we can get with the gigs real quick. Um, okay, what do you guys do? <laughs> well, we're kind of stuck. <clears throat> yeah, stuck in a rock. And a we gotta place. let Har- Harbeck needs some healing, some re- resting. Mm-hmm. We have no transportation. But we're not far from the camp, right? Um. Yeah, make a. I have survival. Yeah, make a survival roll, Harbeck, or Orzok. Jesus. Wow. Um, that's gonna be. Uh, I mean, I'll give you advantage. Uh, well, I, that was that would have been eleven. Um, and that's even worse. So eleven is where I'm at. I mean, you're like a half day's walk to. Uh, if you started walking by now, you would get there by evening. To the camp. Right. Okay. Through these canyons. I feel like that's what we need to do. What about the scouts? They're come, coming here. They're track. They, they were tracking. Azakir as it flew was leaving parts of itself along its path and they were tracking that path. They'll find this spot. We could... Tell them that we could leave them a message saying we pressed on. Time out. Okay. Just to recap, where are all of the Tosric people? They're with the warriors, which are further behind. No, they're behind us. Oh, yes, because Azakir came back and got us. So they, yeah, they haven't. We still need. There's essentially yet. three groups. There's you guys. Yeah. There's the scouts and the Takari, and then the Tosric and the. But we warriors. really are ultimately responsible for the people, the civilians in that group mm-hmm. arriving safely at our place. So I don't really feel like we should progress without them. Yes. Okay. 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 Like okay. actually, I would say that we start tracking back the other direction. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm on board. Yes. 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 Cool. 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 Or we wait. So the the day passes <clears throat> uneventfully, and uh, late that afternoon, um, so you've got maybe three or four hours of daylight left. The uh, you see the Takari, uh, and here, well, you hear the Takari first, like shambling and running across the stone canyon walls. And Orzog, you catch sight of your Takari in the lead, um, rounding a corner and like screeching to a halt in front of you. Um, kind of perk up and kind of give it a boyish wave, like, "Hey, buddy!" 
you know, Aww. like a whistle and a click. And um, and then I realized, like, this is kind of a somber place and kind of tone down myself. And I'll walk over towards it and kind of give it a pat and um, grab a water slick from the side of the the of the of the saddle there and kind of start giving it some water because I'm sure it's been running pretty hard to get here in that time frame. Um, and then I'll look around, look along the, the path that it came and see if I can see anybody else coming. So Ornella's Takari comes shortly behind yours and stops behind your Takari. And then a few moments later, the, the first of the scouts um, arrive, uh, winded, covered in sweat, and um, their black skin suits are uh, dotted with uh, dirt, mud, and um, debris from running, running hard all day. It's poop. The, the one that you had been, uh, that Alma had sent to go with you, um, uh, Toph, I don't know, Toph, uh, approaches you, uh, Orzak, and then looks at the crumpled body of Azak here. Arbeck hasn't moved. Just with his buddy. Mm-hmm. Where's Aldridge in all of this? Oh shit! He's with the warriors of the. He's with the warrior. Oh, the warriors. 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 Cool. So he's not with us right now. Right now. Cool. 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 All right. If only I paid attention, I would know all the answers to these questions. You guys make camp. Uh, do you have any? We. Our companion Harbeck is in dire need of attention. Do either of you have any healing salt, uh, poultices, or potions, or anything that could help? Toph turns and speaks in Tosric to the his companions, and they talk for a minute, and he turns back and says, No, we travel light. We don't carry that carry that with us. But one of the uh one of the men with the children should have something. Um you know, I, I'd hate for such a uh, beauty to go to waste. Could you use some dragon for some something? The the Tusrik look at each other and then look at the the dragon and I have on good authority it's brass. <laughs> they they walk to it and take their hand and like they don't look like they're familiar with this at all. It's also part crab preacher. Oh, you know. They look at you, Orzok. I'll tell you the tale over the fire. They nod their head. Could I could I take a nap? Yes you can. Harbeck's out. <laughs> Please sleep sleep, old man. Before you can even finish, she's just Insta- Yeah. Does he like tuck up into a ball? Yeah, he's just he was like already kind of cuddled up against this dead becomes a doodle spine bug. hunter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh do any of you two, Orzak and Ornella, have anything to do before the uh to- rest of the Tosric arrive? No, really. I don't I We're just I we're mean, just ha- posting up. I'm gonna waiting. grab a fucking trophy from that that dead dragon, I'll tell you that. Okay. Um, whether it's a tooth or something, something that's not corrupted. Orzak, I think you you say that out loud 
Um, and normally Ornella would be like all over that. I think that would that was really cool, but I'm very reserved and very uncharacteristically like distant from everyone and kind of quiet. Just hanging out by myself. Got a lot of shit going on. <laughs> Got a lot of shit going on. <laughs> My plate's a little full right, right. now. <laughs> so we we pop over to Harbeck and we watch as his eyes slowly close and um, his beard and mustache uh, on inhale go. They like lift up towards his yes, mouth and then exactly. on exhale they all like flutter out. Exactly. The sweetest little man. Orzok, you wake up and you find yourself standing Harbeck. on Harbeck. Harbeck. God, I, what? Oh this God. never happens. I know. What's wrong with you? It's okay, baby. It's all the. It happens to all of us. It's all okay, the pretzels I've eaten. <laughs> the lines of pretzels. All that gluten is really fucking me up. Yeah. Harbeck. Shoot some glute. <laughs> Shoot some glute. Glute troop. <laughs> That's a... <laughs> glute and trooping. All right. Glute trooping, and here I go. Walk. <laughs> Every time. I can't help but finish a verse. Uh, That's what we love about you. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> That's what people come to the podcast for, is to hear a person badly hum songs he kind of knows. Yeah. That'll be my next podcast, uh, Songs I Barely Know Sung Poorly. Half Sung Songs with Paul. Half Sung Songs. Half Sung Songs with Paul. There it is. Bing, 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 bing. Cut that. Whoa, got us <laughs> editing that out. <laughs> oh. Here, I laugh for you so you know where it's at. Thanks, I'll know where to cut. I'll laugh racistly. Thank <laughs> so you. So you'll know. She laughed racistly. Harbeck, you wake up. And you find yourself face down in the cold snow. Harpeck just immediately groans. (laughs) (sighs) (sighs) Stands up, wipes the snow off his beard and face. Where's the cabin? Uh, As if in answer to your question, you see a little yellow light glow from a cabin window. He, He doesn't even look. He just... Head falls down and just trunks off to that. Oh, I thought you just laid in the snow and just slides down the hill. I love that. Yeah, he just he just (laughs) rolls, snowball forms. It hits the side of the building. The snow falls off, and Harbeck gets out and walks inside. Um, you see a man. He's got uh, milky white skin. I go for my fucking axe. You uh, reach for your axe, but it's not there. You have got, no control over this. He's <laughs> got milky white skin, and uh, he has a, a, a head that is round, no hair, deep sunken eyes. I've seen this guy before. Well, what do you want? You sure about my offer? <laughs> Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I mean, if you can maybe tempt it a little, I might consider. I don't really go for deals. Okay. I will show you then. All right, let's do this. He uh, snaps his fingers 
and the cabin blows apart just uh, like all of the materials just vanish and the exterior um, the snow-covered mountaintops and all of that just vanishes and you're suddenly standing in a uh, black abyss there's no ceiling no floors no nothing Harbeck is just still unimpressed he's still just like I don't care If you, if you give up Ballarat, <laughs> go on. You won't have to kill Ornella. What did you say? You won't have to kill Ornella if you give me Ballarat. Now, why would I have to kill Ornella? Because she's the one that's going to bring about the end of all things. <laughs> I've seen that vision. I've had that dream. So you know. I know enough. And I've already set things on a different course. It's the difficulty with your kind is you think of all of these choices, but they all end the same. Yeah, but it's how you get there that matters. And what of your kind? What are you? I am from below. Why don't you want to be there? When one exists in the darkness for eternity, relegated to an almost non-existence, to be cast down by those like me who live on high, you sound bitter. I seek to usurp the way of things. As... But I mean, really, why? What for? Like, I get, you know, you're evil. You look evil. Very evil. You look like a bad guy. But I mean, wait, what What for? You know, you, you get up there, you tell him off, you, you take the big throne, and, and you get the mortal plane, and that's that's the big plan. But, like... To take back the Ascended City. So that I may make things in my image. So that I'll, I will not be the one told of the way of things anymore. You don't like being told what to do. No. Well, I understand that. In fact, I, I quite understand that. You know, when I was in the Guild, I would constantly have to deal with, you know, betters who would give me orders and not understand what I would have to deal with in the field. And, you know, they never fully grasped what I had to do. And I'm sure you probably feel the same way being told what to do all the time. Roll persuasion, Harbeck. Uh, that would be a 14 plus a number that I will tell you in just a second. When my page loads, it's a uh, fifteen. <laughs> Got a plus one there. What'd you think about that, big guy? He Did he do anything for you? He smiles, exposing long needle-like teeth. <sighs> Arbeck, you know what has to be done. I do. I understand. But what if we didn't? Then it all ends. 
I mean, that's pretty black and white thinking. Are you sure there's not something else? Maybe a middle way? Things have been going pretty good for a while. Harbeck, my lord, is the master of knowledge, lies, and secrets. So you know he's a liar. In fact, the master of lies. And you still like the guy. He's the master of knowledge, too. And why do you believe him? Because when I went to the south, I saw with my own eyes what is coming. The Lumen Scourge. And who are they? What is this Lumen Scourge? Uh, a burp. You hear, uh, like, in your own head, like a burp in the distance. And Harbeck just whips his head around, like, what the? What? They're a fail safe. In the event that your people grow too strong, begin to challenge what is, they're there to bring this place to its knees, to start over so that civilization again will have to crawl up from the muck, only to be taken down again and again and again, over and over, cyclically, forever. You're describing life, my boy. I may be many things, a fool, a dwarf, perhaps even a little chubby, but you know, I do know what I am about, and that is my life for life itself. <laughs> You're speaking out both sides of your mouth. You say one, one way it's all going to end, the other way it'll keep going over and over. You know, if you want off this wheel, there are other ways. Go on. Well, have you ever heard of Buddhism? What? Well, you see, you're caught up in a karmic trap. Good and evil, left and right, off and on. It's a binary, and it's inherently false. You don't need to believe in opposites. Black and white thinking. You know, you could just simply not be attached. And you're a powerful enough being. I'm sure you could give up attachments. Wise words from one such as you. I've made prisons a home many times. It's all perspective. Do you want something to eat? No, I think we're done here. All right, well, could you just drop me off? All right. And if we do this again, could I please not land in the snow? <laughs> he smiles. No, that's part of it. Uh, I figured. All right, then. Think on my offer. You think on mine. You'll see Ornella, and you'll know that that's the only option. <laughs> and he snaps his fingers, and you wake up in a cold sweat. Ugh, my God. <sighs> you know, dreams aren't that great. So on dreams are not that uh, dreams are not that great. It fades. Scene ends. Fades to black. We pick back up uh, in the morning. The uh, few hours pass, and and you can see a column of people walking towards the canyon. Uh, maybe Ornella, you see them first. You're out skulking and skulking around. Uh, I see them coming, and I kind of like 
get up on my tippy toes and just like assess the crowd and and just trying to make sure that like they're all there. Yeah, roll perception for me, dog. Sure. Roll that perception for me, dog. Seventeen. There, I mean, it looks comparable to the numbers you saw before, mm-hmm. without counting exactly. Yeah. Yep. Cool. I over my shoulder, just to like, not anyone in particular, but whoever's closest, like, uh, this the civilians from, from the city, they're approaching. And then I, uh, I kind of jog, towards them a mm-hmm. little bit to, to greet them. So they, uh, the, the warriors that were with them. Um, just Tosric general warriors. Uh, they, uh, as you approach, they are guarded for a minute. You can see behind them they're dragging, not dragging, but pulling uh, by rope. Uh, your father's bound and uh, gagged. I kind of look at that. He speaks to you in Tosric. <laughs> uh, I make a gesture like. I, I don't know. I don't speak that language. Sorry. He snorts uh, and then hands you the rope. Cool. I take it. Okay. Orzak, Harbeck, what do you do? You see uh, Ornella has gone out to greet the coming Tosric refugees. I'm sleeping. And I wake up with a, a scout kicking me in the leg. Mm-hmm. And he's... He started saying wake up in my language, but then it became yelling slurs at me in his own language. And I wake up <clears throat> and I've noticed that I, I feel like I'm sleeping deeper or something, you know, like it's weird. Uh, and I'll get up and I'll kind of, what's going on? Why are you waking me up? Uh, he says in uh, Barabundi, the, the rest of them have arrived. Hmm. No. Get up and kind of make my way over that way. Harbeck? I'm not bothering him one iota. If he's sleeping, I'm leaving him sleeping. Harbeck's wide awake. You guys, I had a dream. And I'm going to tell you about it. First of all, I'll tell you I've had other dreams in the past. And I know I haven't always been upfront about it, but I just wanted to let you know now that I did have a dream. And um, was he there? Or... mm, 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 What's that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was. I, uh... <laughs> All right. He well. speaks bound and gagged. <laughs> I, I do. Yeah. Thieves can't end bound and gagged. There you go. <laughs> BDSM. Oh, no, you discovered my kink. I uh, take my... I have a short sword, and I kind of take the end of it and put it on, like, the cheek mm-hmm. of Aldridge's gag and slice it, and it ticks him on the, on the in the cheek a little bit. He's got a little blood rolling down his cheek. Did you see him? Yeah, I heard you. Yeah, he was there. <laughs> what did he tell you? Um, well, who which one was it? The pale one? The black eyes? Yeah, sunken. Yeah. That's him. Wait. Him him? <clears throat> It's one of the forms that the Lord takes. Oh, well. He loses. He's not very imaginative. He really just sounds like a jilted ex. A what? You know, you break up with someone, and they're bitter about it. And, you know, they 
spend most of their time just talking to other people about how oh, you're a big piece of shit and going around town, you know, telling a bunch of stuff. And yeah, you, know, you got to talk to people then, and you're like, no, I'm not that guy. And but you know, they they're just assholes. Harbeck, the dream. Oh yeah. Um, so I am. Um, I I um. Well, they well, you know, these these dream things. They're, they're not. You know, it's not, it's not science. Not a, not a, they, they said I, I might have to kill you. <clears throat> what? What? <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, they said I might have to kill you. Me? Me? Why on earth would you have to do that? Well, that's what I said. But apparently you're the, um... You're it. I'm what, father? You're, you're the you're the big thing. I um don't know a lot, but I would maybe read the journal. I, I'm just looking, yeah, right at Aldridge. It's uh, I've had the dream too. It's at the end. You decide. I decide what? Everything. What happens? Has everyone known about this except for me? I, I had an inkling, but Don't I... Don't you I, think that's something I would like to know? Well, that's why I'm telling you now. I just woke up. I've been prisoner, so... I'd kick him. <laughs> I kick... <Ow. laughs> I Harbeck kicks him, too. That's not the dream I had. Or Zach, you had visions as well? Two nights ago, I saw the birth of the world. Azagaveto, the great snake that created everything, ate the sun. And this... Mil- and I, this Yosta face... Cre- milk... Pale. Milk pale face came from the sun. And Azagaveto swallowed him. In light there is And the darkness. world was born again. My father was in that dream, and he said that Azakaveto fought against the gods and against their will created the earth. And he told me that I have to do the same. Right now, everything wants to destroy and bring things to nothing, and we need to fight to create something out of nothing. A big mess. We can let Toyd win. Let him... Shut up! Kicks him. Ow. The god of lies. I've talked to him. Believe me, I tried telling these people. They know he's a liar. They still like him. They truly feel that this event is inevitable. They seek a way out of the cycle. If it's in beings of pure ideals, always seek purity. And the world's too messy for that. I'm not afraid to die. What? Ornella, in the visions that Toyd showed me, you chose to let him win. To let 
the Beguiler and his lord enter our world, crush the Lumen Scourge as it emerges, save the all of Krasis from annihilation. How do you know this place is called Krasis? Seen it. Well, me, Seen it. Me, me too. I did too. I have a guy. <clears throat> Look, I need to go back to the village where people were probably killed by this thing. Yes, and let's point at the dragon. Deal with that. Ornella, we'll discuss this later. Let's tend to Davery. Davery? Oh, yeah. Do you remember him? It's an idiot coach driver. No, you're I, right. I, at the word idiot. He gets knocked out. I mean, it is just a big fist in a small jaw. <laughs> like, ham. So, yeah, it's a ham-fisted just... Like, the camera partially, is Partially, oh, it's like a... It's not even a punch. It's like this paw of just, like... Just, he's down. I'm, like, not having it. And he's talking too fucking much for a prisoner. My eyes. So he falls to Sorry, the ground I, unconscious. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He just... And I go and pull the, the sword was still on the wall from last night. I mean, just like hard, like pull that out. We've got to go. We have an alliance to forge and a war to fight. I go to Azakir and pick some flowers off off of her mm-hmm. uh, face and chin. And I uh, put one in my, like, behind my ear, like, in my hair, and then quickly, uh, like, put, like, tie them together and make this sort of, like, flower crown. Mm-hmm. And without saying anything, I walk over to Harbeck and I just, like, put it on his head. And I'm not even, like, making eye contact. I just, like, do it and I put it on his head. And I stand there for a moment, and then I start marching in the general direction of where I think we're going. <laughs> It'd be great if you went the opposite. <laughs> and then, like, right. Uh, that'd be a Davery move. Pull a whole move. Davery. Yeah, that's a total Davery move. So yeah, you you walk off eastward and in, deeper into the canyons. That crown weighs heavily on Harbeck's head, and he doesn't show it in his face, but a tear rolls down his face. So we... Uh, Unless anyone has anything else they want to do, we kind of fast forward to arriving at camp. Yeah. Well. As long as everything goes okay. Yeah. As long as we're all safe. Everything's great. Uh, You so as you approach camp, the smell of smoke and ash fill your nostrils, Orzak. Your preternatural senses are telling you that um, there's fires and burning. So I just start riding faster. Yeah, you you guys just see Orzak just take off uh, Takari back um, down through the canyon towards camp. You're like maybe like an hour or two out. And uh, Orzak, you're the first one to arrive on the scene. The camp is uh, just torn apart. There's um, tents that that are sitting destroyed. There are um, people that are wounded but are getting uh, medical care. you see, actually, you see, uh, Davery's got a, um, he's got, uh, these big, uh, belt pouches on either side full of like herbs and, 
um, bottles and potions and stuff. And you see him attending to uh, a group of Barabundi that have uh, big bandages wrapped around their chests and he's feeding them um, some salve into their mouth at the and next to him is the um, Aakish, the his sort of um, assistant to the Aakish and um, the, yeah they're attending to the wounded um, attending to the wounded not attending got it I mean they are there they are attending the wounded <laughs> They're just standing there. Attentively tending. Um, I'll I'll stop and I'll just yell out. How many did we lose? At your voice, Davery's head just perks up and turns and looks at you. And you see his face is like covered in blood. And um, he's got... You know. As hey, you everybody. Yeah, he looks... Like American Psycho, like oh. just like big toothy smile. It's just red and eyes. Yeah, it's like that's fucked Teeth up. Teeth and eyes. Uh, Orzak. Oh, thank the gods you're here. Shit got real fucked up. It, it's, what it, are things still on fire? No. Okay. Wait, where's my? Where's the scale, mother? She was. She was with the nest. What do you mean was? And I brush past him and I'm on foot and I start running towards the nest. So um, you see the, the it's at the center of town and it was this like one of the only uh, sem- more permanent looking structures in town. Right. And uh, you see that it's just completely like broken and crashed um the building has collapsed in on itself and lies flat um you can see there are several barabundi standing around it maybe like a half dozen of them are then they have um big baskets and they're taking um dead serpents out of the ground and laying them gently into these baskets some of the serpents look to be moving moving and writhing around but many more are dead uh I'll just grab one abruptly that's doing that. Where's the scale, mother? Orzak. And you turn in and on the other side of the um, nest is the scale mother. And like out my <laughs> shoulders slump a bit and kind of like, you know, <laughs> the Mommy. Little, little, Mommy. little shaky bottom lip for a second. And I'll run over there and... Very unaccustomed to this in our culture. I just grab her and I squeeze her. She immediately like reciprocates. Melts in those big arms. Yeah. And you feel like just an enormous weight of sadness. And I mean, like your Vatican burned down. I'm really. Well, yeah. Yeah. The cultural aspect aside is like even the knowledge. It's like way back here. I'm like just glad to see that my mother's alive. And then, so there's like this complex thing going on of that, but then the realization that our his, a lot of our history is gone. And she pulls away from you. I'm glad you're back. I need to show you something. Orzak, when that thing attacked, your brother. What? 
she uh, turns her head over, and there's a bunch of Takari that are um, currently being tended to. Most of them are dead. Um, they're having, I don't know, maybe they're being covered in, like, stone or something. I guess I'm not sure what, we don't need to get into the burial ritual yet, but um, there are, like... Yet. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> was. Yet. <laughs> fuck. Yeah. You. Uh, Got it. Pick there's, it up. Uh, um, and you see right away uh, on one of the burial piles, uh, Ortic's body is just lying on top. Oh! I just lose it. And I run over there, and it's like an explosion of, like, uh, imagine a culture that repress, represses almost all emotion except for rage. Like and it only rage is only you. <laughs> like, England. <laughs> <laughs> How <laughs> so, oh. we you are basically soccer hooligans? <laughs> yes. We, uh, we only love each other when we're drinking. Uh, I just fucking... I need that attention Like cut. a real wailing. Like wailing. Like, you know, like... Like, un, uh, wailing. Just yeah. pure sadness. Yep. A depth of sorrow that one doesn't... Correct. That only one can do it when it happens. Mm-hmm. I won't even pretend. So we'll cut back over to Ornella and Harbeck. Um, party is marching through the canyon, and uh, you are birthed through the same canyon opening that you came here all those days, weeks ago. Um, there's a small little crick in front of you, and then inside is this just torn to fuck up uh, camp. Tents are burned, um, tip, uh, knocked over. There's crying, there's... Um, groups of wounded people. And Harbeck, you have a strong suspicion that were you not to show up, this would be way worse. Harbeck takes that into consideration, but I think he doesn't pat himself on the back. Um, Do I have my spells? Took yep. a short rest. Yep. Make food and water for these people. Cast that thing that makes a bunch of food and water. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Okay, great. You so you do that. A bunch of food and water shows up middle of the village. All the containers are full of water. The Tosrick are just like standing, like they're not they're not like walking into camp. They've all kind of mobbed up at the entrance through the canyon. Uh and uh uh the speaker, Akish, um comes around a collapsed tent and and sees what's happening he's got a couple uh totem warriors beside him and he looks to both of you and you see like a wave of relief wash over his face and then he looks to the tosrik who are standing there what what is this your allies have arrived we saved these people from katir that city's gone. What do you mean? Uh, gone. Raised to the ground. Burned. We saved everyone we could. At that, he just nods his head and speaks in Barabundi to the two totem warriors, and they just split off and go uh, kind of disappear amongst the crowd, and the speaker walks up to both of you and grabs each of your hands and says, there have been many that have been lost today. Orzok's brother among them. 
Artic was a good man. He will need you now. I, I will attend to these people, but attend to Orzok. And he lets go and walks over to the the Tosric that are like standing doe-eyed in the entrance of this. <laughs> oh, I um, I catch the guy as he's leaving. Uh huh. Okay. These people, they they know about the Pharaoh. Good. Uh, so much lost. It is good to know that some traditions have been salvaged. Orzak and Ornella worked very hard to preserve that history. It's very important that we use it now. If if they will if they will let us, I am sure that the dose Yes. Yes. Thank you. We nod our head, turn and leave, go to Orzak. Uh, you're walking through the camp, and Ornella, you get tackled from behind and, like, embraced in this huge hug. And, um, like, you let go of the rope that you've been, like, pulling Aldridge with. And he just like sort of like slumps to the ground and is stuck. Um, and Davery like is hugging you on the ground. Oh my god! I'm so glad you're here. You Ow. would not believe the day I've had. Ow. Oh my god. Ow. Seriously, it is so Davery, good to see. Ow. Oh, Get off her hair. Oh, sorry. Shit. Uh. Wow. Hey. Hi. His face is still covered in blood. I wipe some of it off of his face. Uh, I'm glad you're here. Me, me too. Holy shit. What a day. My dad's here. What? <laughs> the fuck? And he remembers you. No. <laughs> Wait. And he turns and looks at the, you know, guy in the tattered uh, teal guard clothes, bound and gagged on the ground, just like looking stern eyed at Davery. Davery. Fuck you. <laughs> Sorry. Oh my God, I've wanted to say that for so long. Oh. Uh, no, I was just going to tell you that he's. A little louder, but you might have to say it a little louder. Oh, yeah, no problem. Fuck you! Oh, man. I kissed Avery. Oh, yeah, it's hot. Yeah. The the camera yeah. circles around them as they embrace their lips locked in heavy Our caressing. <laughs> moistness, blood transferring face surfaces. Tim, why? Just got to step in there for a minute. Thanks. Got carried away. Thanks. It's really beautiful. Let you two have it. Uh, we so that happens. Davery pulls away. It's like, um, okay, I was uh, doing something. Um, I gotta. There's. I'm helping. I'm helping. I'm helping. I know. I just gotta. It's an open field. Everything's burned to the ground. Yeah, I just gotta go around. 
Go around! Yeah. Okay. Yep. All right. Oh, my God. He, like, sneaks around you and, like, goes back to... You now know that he's among uh, some of the other Barabundi that are uh, medically tending to the wounded. I just turn and watch him do his thing for a minute. And then I do whatever. You know, just check out how he, like, picks up heavy stuff and, like... (laughs) (laughs) He, like, bends to pick up something heavy and the camera, like, zooms in on his butt. And he drops it because he can't... Yeah, yeah. He, like, and he... All the herbs spill out of his pockets. (laughs) Yeah. And then you... He, like, looks around really quick and then just starts putting the, like, bottles back in his uh, belt like, pouches. Puts that down, puts them in, picks that up, those drop out, picks them up. <laughs> Our it's hero. buffoon. Yep. Not such a bad day after all. Uh, oh. Well, we'll see. We go to Orzok. Yeah, you make your way to the nest, and you see the same thing. It's destroyed. There's barabundi that are picking up some dead snakes, some live ones, um, putting them in uh, wicker baskets. No, they wouldn't be wicker. They don't really have a lot of trees, so it would be like clay pots. Um, uh, and you see, uh, Orzok, where do they find you? Just openly weeping over the body of my brother. So... In this culture, the the father-mother relationship is more of a handoff. It's like the parents raise you to point A, mm-hmm. and then your life starts after that. Yeah. And then so brothers and sisters are actually more important mm-hmm. because they're usually raised alongside you. Peers. So they're more like peers and companions. Totally. So this is like you respect your parents for the, the traditions and the knowledge they transfer to you, but it's you... The, the the people you share life with are your siblings. So this is like devastating in a way that's not like be like thinking about like the grandparent you loved in our culture. Mm-hmm. It's beyond that. You mm-hmm. know, it's like this it's pretty bad for him. So you two come to that scene, um, you see Orzok there alone in grief. Um I and I, in I, fact people are very much making an effort to give him a wide birth. You keep using that. Yeah, you I notice know. that? Yeah, I do. Now they they give him space and uh, like leave birth. him leave him to the uh, burial pile, or maybe not. It, they wouldn't bury. It would be the fire sky funeral. I don't know. We'll fit. We'll we'll workshop that. But anyway, there's so uh, it's it's one of these things where I have my hands on underneath his because he's thinner and smaller and more frail and. <laughs> Kind of got my arms underneath where my hands are behind his shoulder blades, and I'm sitting there, and his his body is just kind of rocking as I'm just rocking him, and I'm just fucking like, have you seen footage of people that like with their kids? Yeah, you know, I'm. I won't go any further, but yeah, like yeah. you know, you've seen that. Oh, That's yeah. what it is, and it's just like guttural. It's like just pr- primitive, you know. And there's no shame. There's no like trying to be like tough in the moment it's mm-hmm. just blah it's the the true uh, ex- uh honestly experiencing the grief yeah. correct yep although there is like now this this like there's like a crowd and then a space and then orzak um i don't stop at the crowd and i walk 
through the open space. Yeah, right, me too. Right to Orzak. Oh, yeah. Which is very important because for emotionally stunted people, this is, yeah, mm-hmm. that's good. Mm-hmm. And silently, I um, go to one side of Orzak and just kneel down and... And I think that that we but we both start crying alongside him, just like in, in solidarity of like, yeah, this fucking blows, man. We're here for you. Right. So this continues for a time, and you know, you just run out of energy when you when that happens. You know, it's like on top of everything else, right? And it, it, just kind of slumping there. And, you know, just kind of lays him down flat and kind of straightens this kind of, you know, that kind of final arrangement kind of thing. Like, mm-hmm. you know, just like close his eyes. Right. Make him look peaceful. Um, Harbeck quietly approaches very gently and um, begins to dismantle the pharaoh prosthetic. And takes that and hands it to Orzok. And, you know, it's like, yeah, it's like, and I kind of nod and I understand what he's doing and anything that isn't like part of just who Ortic is, it starts getting removed and, you no, know. No, no, this was him and this you can take with you. And I look at it and I kind of you know, kind of tuck it under an arm and kind of hold on to it. And I kind of straighten his stuff and I take his earrings off and I take the feather, you know, all mm-hmm. the stuff that he had. And I kind of set him on, you know, aside and put him on his chest. And because, you know, we don't own like we don't own a lot of things. So, you know, whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, 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 I kind of just stand up from his body and I'm holding this thing. And I kind of kind of pat Harbeck on the head and I just kind of look at Ornella with a just a glance and it's more of like a I see you kind of glance and then I walk over to my mother who's probably working very diligently trying to save memories I need to show you something she looks up from her work and sees what you're holding in your hand doesn't make doesn't doesn't note it any more than she very deliberately looks at it and then looks back to you. I need to show you something, not this. Come. She doesn't say anything. She just does. She uh t- she has uh, a a dead serpent in her hand and she coils it very delicately and preciously, um, making sure to not touch any part of the snake with her hands that has like writing on it um, and very gingerly and gently places it in another uh, clay urn and then um, pushes herself up from the nest and is now in like ground level. And what is it? And I just start walking back to the direction of where my Takari is. Okay. She, She follows. So we're making our way through camp. And I'm just like holding this like a baby would like a one arm, you know, kind of thing. And we get to the part where the uh, Tosric are and the 
what is the Akish? Akish, yeah. Is there kind of trying to get them settled and they're still doing, Davery's doing his thing. And I kind of do a very half hearted, clicky kind of command to the Takari. And it's kind of like, and it realizes it should get up and it walks over to me and it comes over. And I take my, my brother's leg and I put it down on the ground. And I take a deep breath. And I grab this sack from the side of the saddle and I pull it off and I open it and I just show her the head. You see, uh, I brought you the head of the man that killed your husband. Her face immediately switches from this very um, pensive, mournful, sullen featured face and the heavy lines crease on her head and she instinctively snarls exposing her canines and uh she has to clench a fist and you see her knuckles go white from restraint where did you find him his kind was slaughtering innocents and children inside of katir did he suffer oh yes good I have one last gift to give you before I claim my right. And I pull out that that white blade and I hold it out in front of her. You need to use this to slay many in his name. She reaches out and um, like in true warrior fashion, she she grasps it where about the balance of the blade would be, even though the blade is enormous and uh, takes it from you. You can feel her arm dip. You see her arm dip a little bit under the weight, but she manages to pick it up gently, and she takes it in her hand and holds it up to the light and sticks it in the ground. She says, I will slay many with this. Feel deep. Understand your rage. And I'm watching her, and she's kind of shaking, and I'm like, give in. I'm... This is like the moment where you kind of can tell if a person could be a totem warrior, I'm going to fucking turn her into a totem warrior is what I'm that's I'm like, if she can take it and she can embrace it, whatever, but you whatever. And I'm like, she, uh, uh, yeah, she absolutely, uh, looks to the blade and looks at the head held in your hand and, uh, lets out a carnal roar that silences everyone. Like the camp is just, and it's not like this camp was full of noise and laughter, right. but there's just this talking and murmuring and quiet whispering. And she lets loose this carnal roar that echoes throughout the entire camp. And it everything becomes immediately quiet. And maybe it cuts over to Dave and he's like, what the fuck? <laughs> You will call upon this when you use this blade in battle. Remember this feeling. And I grab her face. I am your war chief. You belong to me. She she looks like, like she's like locked eyes with you. And she says, I give willingly, Scalefather Orzok. And she uh, goes down to both knees and puts her hands in like an X over her head. And everyone else, all of the Barabundi at once, do the exact same thing. Drop to one knees, cross their hands in an X, and hold them above their heads. 
And as they're doing that, I kneel down and grab Ortic's leg and I lift it up in the air in that pose that I told you about when you asked me what statue would I, what would my statue be? Instead of a sword, it's my brother's leg and I hold it up and I just scream into the sky. And that's where we'll end our episode, ladies and gentlemen. God damn! Woo! Yeah. Holy fuck! Fuck yeah! That was a that was a ride. I got like a little bit teary eyed during the Ortic scene. That was a lot. Yeah, yeah. that was so much. I told you I was gonna need a nap after this. Fuck. Holy shit! I'm gonna <laughs> take a big number six today. Uh, okay. <laughs> Okay. It's four number twos. Okay. Or three number two. <laughs> four number twos minus two. <laughs> One of them minus two up. number ones. It could be it could be four minus twos, but each one minus is point seven five. Maybe. No, that's not right. <laughs> wow. Okay. Point three three. So no. Sixty six. Very excited to inform everyone that this is the second to last real episode before the season finale. Pen ultimate. A pen ultimate episode. <sighs> We're nearing the precipice and end of a campaign. I've only done this like maybe twice where I've seen a game from beginning to end. And it is so fucking cool <laughs> to see so many things come together and have... In theater, uh, our director would always uh, use your hands to raise the stakes and um, raise them as high as they can go and then find another way. And it's just it's so cool. Um, this session was a lot of fun. I'm going to have a real hard time doing anything else today except doing more stuff preparing for the next episode in the season finale. So I've word saladed enough for a sesh. So I'm going to give it over to my just top-notch cast and crew who like role-played the fucking shit out of this episode like i can't everyone listening right now you should aspire to role-play like the three people here at the table (laughs) seriously it's uh you should make your you should aspire your games to be like this to be filled with emotion and real feelings and it's man it's like drugs this this feels great (laughs) let's go do some coke but before we do Uh, Tim. Yeah. What do you? Hey, Paul. Great job today. Thanks, man. This was so fun. Yeah. This, this was some heavy ass shit. Yeah, but it also, in a way, cathartic. Maybe. Yeah. Like yeah. I, I feel. You know, this is why we have stories, arts, entertainment to elicit emotions in people and access things that are hard for us to do in our normal life. Yes. So for just a microcosm, we get to feel strong things for yes. real. Like we get to be people that enact change in right? the world. Yeah. Big like, change. It's anyway, Tim. What do you have going on that you'd like to plug? We got Chow Down every third Saturday of the month. The Basement Brown. Social Club. This month we got a real banger for you. Anna Lee Kelly's family reunion. Oh my god! July twentieth, nine thirty. Oh my yep. god! That weekend is going to be. So, I'm sorry. That's twentieth is swamp. It's going to be a good weekend. Yeah, yeah, a lot of choices out We're there. We're going to have a stuff. really good time. Oh yeah. Um, that's it. Awesome. Thank you, Tim. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Charity, Barity, you, my friend, uh, always continue to amaze me with 
having mm-hmm. authentic emotional responses to things, but mm-hmm. maintain, I mean, a, an important tool in an actor's toolkit is to have authentic emotional responses, but make sure to give yourself enough distance so that you're not hurting yourself by having these real experiences. And I always feel like at every session you do a very good job of having these real authentic moments. So thank you right up to very the line. much. <laughs> right up to the edge. That's right. Me. Like it's so cool to watch you explore this character and figure out where her line in the sand is, where her, um, she's just been an incredible character to watch grow and change. So thank you for letting me be a part of that. Charity, what do you have to plug? I'm not crying. Uh, I have to, uh, (laughs) um, July 19th at Java Joe's at eight o'clock, alien head emoji. Hell yeah. Uh, That'll be my first official show with that uh, new group. Mad Coons. Kudos, short for kudos. (laughs) Everybody's like, is Coons bad? Uh, I I thought thought you mispronounced (laughs) Coons. I did too. I was like, wait a minute. (laughs) Um, uh, It's going to be really fun. Um, There was something else I was going to say about it, but I can't. (laughs) Okay. Well, I mean, if you think of it, just... (laughs) July 19th, the Java Joe's at 8 o'clock. Oh, it's just our comeback show. So um, it's going to be really hype, and and we're really excited for ourselves and for you guys to see us and it's gonna be cool i've literally enjoyed every alien head emoji show i've been to the cast is swell and hysterical and each cast member is super unique and fun to watch so everyone... and again quick shout out our narrator and balara is on that team yeah, yes cliff. cliff cliff is in that show too so if you like des moines and dragons check uh, check out alien head <laughs> you had to true to fall you couldn't just let it be beautiful <laughs> great all right, I'm going to follow that up with nice words to Orza. No, um, Jason, uh, probably the most experienced uh, yeah. D&D player at the table, but Ooh. in terms of like acting and like doing this sort of like this sort of stuff, like a musician at heart, but you've, I mean, you crush this every, every episode. You crush. Yeah, for real. You make bold choices. You describe things, I mean, viscerally and sometimes (laughs) grotesquely. Like, whoops, sorry. Yeah, ew. Uh, But I, same with everyone else. I'm very thankful that you choose to spend three to four hours in a given weekend doing this goofy shit. So thank you. What do you have to plug, big dude? Uh, (laughs) Um. Not much. You know, the Super Chief album is um, our engineer is on a two well-earned two weeks vacation in somewhere in the southwest with his uh, girlfriend. Hope they're having a good time. Um, and then when he gets back, we'll finish mixing the album and get it prepped so that in uh, September, um, August, Super Chief is going to do a couple, one show here in Des Moines. Uh, at Lefty's Live Music, I can't remember the date, but there's uh, we're bringing a group of three bands that are on tour that are very good: um, Spillage, Brimstone Coven, and there's another. And I apologize, oh, I'll remember yeah. it for next time. But that show is actually these bands are quite big in the genre, um, so to have them come through Des Moines is cool. But we'll also be doing a festival with them in Milwaukee, like two days after that, um, in August, and then September, the weekend of Labor Day. Super Chief is playing at Woolies with On a Pale Horse. It's going to be fucking huge. That's going to be your album release? Uh, that's where we're, we're... If everything goes okay with mixing and mastering, yep. yes, that's yep. what we're aiming for. Um, 
But you'll be there no matter what. Oh yeah, totally. So but will it be just there depends no on whether what. we yeah. d- depends on whether or not we have CDs to sell or not. Basically, it's the only difference. Um, but we'll make sure that we have things available for that. Um, other than that, beyond that bullshit I just said there, you know, just been enjoying prepping things with you, yeah. big guy. Yeah, we've had a real good time working on the next show, working on future projects for Des Moines and Dragons. It's going to only get cooler. So if you're enjoying it now, um, do me a huge solid and share all the stuff on social media. Follow us, like us, um, give like us, us fake social media love. Um, but Or real. Or yeah, real. We'll prefer real, but, but either fake way, us is good. Yeah, share, <laughs> share stuff and tell your fake friends, get people fake to listen do. to it. Uh, we're going to do this anyway, but uh, yeah. I think the more people that get involved <laughs> in sharing this, these stories amongst each other creates a living, creates a community and um, with community, uh, it's community and storytelling go hand in hand. And I think that this is a really good way to bring that together. So, yeah, thanks. I mean, like you said, we're going to do this anyway, but you, you really can't stop us. So no. just fucking get just on give board in. or get rolled step over. Step up or yeah. step out. Yeah, right. Fuck yeah. yeah. And on that note, that's it for us, the Des Moines and Dragons crew. Uh, this has been the end of episode 14. 14. So everyone have a great whatever the fuck time it is that you're listening to it and rock out with your clocks out. Bye! Bye. I love the audible gasp before we launch yeah. into it. <laughs>